0: everybody. What's going on? It's Jessie Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And this is episode 190 of the show, which is so crazy. This episode is how to have courageous conversations with people. Courageous conversations. You know what that is, right? Like the tough conversations, the hard conversations, the conversations you've been avoiding. Mm that's what this episode is all about and I think it's definitely one that if you would like to do me a favor and screenshot it put it in your story and make sure you tell a friend I would really appreciate that also I'm gonna read the review of the show today so if you do uh leave reviews it means a lot to me anyway and I really thank you guys that's how we're gonna spread the message of the people's mentor podcast there are no advertisements obviously so it's a big deal to me and I really appreciate every single one I read every single one as well um I lost my train of thought. So all I know is that I'm going to read review number 900 on iTunes because I think that's so cool. And make sure you leave the reviews every Monday. I give away whatever the dollar amount is. So I guess this next coming Monday's 193 US dollars will be given away on the podcast. So make sure you get your five star reviews in. But today's reviewer is One Tribe Fanatic who was the 900th reviewer on iTunes alone, which is pure fire in all caps from the heart. Jesse Lee has the most amazing advice daily in this podcast. I can't wait to hear words of Gold every single day. In a world like today, we need all the positive things in our life, and her advice pure fire gold. Her podcast set my day in the right mindset to be happy, positive, giving to others, and everyone can learn from her and needs to hear what she has to say every day. That means a lot to me. Thank you so much that you're taking the time to review. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Here's episode 190 of the show. Like today's conversation, I think, is really important. And I think it's really important because I have a feeling. You're going to be having a lot more of these conversations as you step into your leadership even more. And I would guess a lot of you are probably starting to have more of these conversations now, and it's probably a pretty timely conversation. Uh, And this is the conversation around courageous conversations. (laughs) Uh, Because as your team starts to grow, you start to have situations where. Uh, you know you've got to kill dragons you've got to deal with all kinds of different personalities sometimes one person multiple personalities uh, you know which is a whole new uh, thing a whole new arena so that it's like doubling your work you know uh, and 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 it just happens you know yes I, de- I dealt with this with Jenny Lynn not Jenny Lynn is not the dragon okay uh, I dealt with the situation just to clarify I know what Kevin was said and we'll leave this zoom there will be rumors uh, but I, I was dealing with Jenny Lynn I'm like you cannot let that person suck your soul like it is what it is you have to get rid of that person from your business you have to protect your entire business fortify the entire castle Uh, it was unfortunate but even in italy uh you know and this is one of the one of the many reasons i'm super grateful that i spent as much time as i did there is identifying where the real leadership is. And so I don't want to consider this a summer season by any stretch of the imagination. But my point being, getting in and actually finding out what people are really like allows you to navigate through this easier, just as an FYI. So building those relationships with people who start to stand out is one of the most important things you can do, especially when it's not somebody maybe you've known on a personal level. Right, like as our organizations grow and we start to find people on social media or maybe it's two, three, five levels down, etc. The situation in Italy, just without naming names or anything like that, obviously, I knew where all the volume was coming from. I was very aware of what legs were building biggest and strongest and whatever and blah, 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 all the stuff we've talked about 10,000 times. Uh, But the energy was very strange. Like I felt their momentum kind of like... I don't, want, I don't want to say stopping, but there was something going on. Like I knew something was happening and I didn't know what it was. And I get to the house and I'm like, he's not even, I don't know where he is, but I'm like, something's wrong with Luca. I don't know what it is. I was like, something's wrong, Tommy. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong with several of these, these champs. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I was like, I'm going to find out who it is, what it is. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Right? So then I just started getting really observant. And as you prepare to have courageous conversations, this would be the first thing I would suggest is please collect all the facts right? Don't hear one side of a story ever, as many facts as you can. And quite frankly, follow you into your intuition, really look into the situation and say, okay, even if I really like this person, what's going on? And so as the days went on and I started to even notice my energy was feeling like I noticed, I found out exactly who it was by noticing who I felt like I was walking on eggshells around. Like, and so hear me when I say that, because I know some of you might think that that's only an in-person thing. It's not. Okay. Like the person where you're like, I really don't want to message them. Cause I don't know what version of her I'm going to get. Okay. Now that the person popped into your head. Okay. Let's continue. <laughs> okay. So I was like, Oh, I know exactly what the problem is. So then I went to Luca and I said, Hey, I have identified the culprit. I said, would you like to go on a walk and have a conversation? And he said, oh my God, how did you know I needed to have a conversation? I was like, are you kidding me? This is very obvious to me. Okay. And so we're on this walk and we have a really great conversation. And obviously it's not my place to tell all of his business or anything of that nature, but he's just said, I don't know how you knew that. And I don't know that we can, I don't think I can lose this leader. And I said, really? Really? And he's like, yeah, I mean, the person is, if I say any more information, it'll be very obvious who it is. So I'm just going to stop with a bunch of no no details. And I said, you are six months, seven months in business with 200,000 points in volume under you. Are you really worried that getting rid of somebody right now who is extremely toxic to your organization They are ruining your leadership. They are screwing with Tommy's leadership. They're screwing with the champs all all around them. They're messing with the ranks 1s, 2s, 3s, 4s, 5s, all the way up. And they're making me feel yucky energy. Do you really think it's worth it having this person around? And Tommy was actually the one who was like, Nope! Get rid of them! Get rid of them! I'm done! It'll be great! Bye! I'm like, Tommy, stop! It doesn't have to be that aggressive. But my point is... A few months in business, six months, maybe even a year, that dragon is still a baby. And if you allow it to turn into an actual full-grown Dracarys, Drogon, fire-breathing psycho, you are going to have major issues in your business, okay? That is how the whole village gets burned, right? Is when you as a leader feel it in your heart, you as a leader feel it in your gut, in your soul, in your whatever you want to call it. You see it for what it is and you don't stop it. And then it turns into something massive. And then you're a rank 10 with a rank nine leg underneath of you. And the rank nine has been the dragon all along and they literally burn your village. So as we continue to grow and very quickly, the conversations that are very courageous are much easier to have now. And so that's what I want to talk about. Difficult conversations in general, because I have a feeling that every single one of you has been involved in a conversation that you wished could just like melt away or that you didn't have to have. Could I am I right? How many of you have avoided conversations a whole bunch of times, and you're like, I really should have that conversation, okay? We all dread difficult conversations. Nobody wants to have those conversations, but it really is important to have them, uh, especially as a leader. You're going to experience these frequently as your team starts to expand. Sometimes, for me, I'm having conversations like this, not even exaggerating, every single day. Most are small situations. Most, they're not, most of them aren't bad, but, well, most of them are never really bad. We'll get there in a minute, but... I think we tend to uh, exaggerate and expand on things in our mind that don't actually need to be as dramatic as they are, right? And so I think a lot of us sometimes are nervous to handle maybe what you consider to be delicate situations, you know? Maybe you're like, oh, I don't want to make somebody feel bad. I don't want to whatever. I don't want to blah, blah, blah. Okay, I, I'm, I'm just going to tell you uh, how somebody chooses to react to something you need to say has nothing to do with you. But you do need to have those conversations as you choose to navigate and lead through these seasons of your business. And so, obviously, tough conversations. Maybe it's telling somebody, you know, some bad news. Maybe it's giving constructive feedback. Maybe it's um, having to ask for a favor that makes you uncomfortable. Maybe it's having to, it's a tough word, but confronting somebody, right? Maybe it's um, raising an issue with somebody on your team who actually has some authority, Right? Like how many of you, you've had to have a conversation and they didn't necessarily even react in that great of a way, but you knew it was a conversation you had to have. Right? Right? Any decision you're making, I'm just going to tell you, it's not necessarily going to be easy. That person might be pissed off for a year. They might be pissed off for five years. They might be pissed off for life. But are you making the right decisions for your organization is really the question you have to ask yourself. Because I don't know about you guys, but this is not about, this is not about what we're building today. I know I really hit home on it last night about legacy on our team call, but you have to understand that if you're going to have a business like this 20, 50, a hundred years down the road from now, then you've got to inoculate now. And when situations arise, don't worry about the drama. Oh gosh, that person, we used to be such good friends and now they hate me all of a sudden. Okay. In 20 years, how often are you actually going to think of that person if you've inoculated properly? And if it's somebody who you, even if you had a lot of love for that person, if you know you did the right thing for your team, that's really what the Courageous Conversation conversation is all about, right? And so uh, the first thing is before you say anything, think about it, <laughs> okay? Like think about it would be step one you know before you decide to pick up that phone before you decide to send the text message before you decide to say hey can we can we chat before you decide to send whatever your method of communication is if it's in person if it's whatever um I like to kind of go through a sort of checklist almost in my mind before I have it like first of all I like to ask myself okay are there other ways to solve this That is usually my first question to myself. Like, is there another way to solve this issue that is a little more, like, gentle, okay? And those of you who know me know I don't like confrontation in general, so I tend to go, okay, can we be a little more gentle than just, like, pulling the plug or whatever, okay? So are there other ways to solve it? I have to ask myself, eh, is this something we can just let go? Because there are situations a lot of the time that it just is kind of bothering you and you can kind of just let it go. Right, and it'll blow over instead of having to have like a full blown conversation about it. Uh, ask yourself: Is this issue important enough? Maybe ask yourself: Is this something that's going to affect the entire team if I don't handle it? Uh, and then, really, then the question would be: Is the risk greater than the gain? Right? Is the risk greater than the gain? So before I even have the conversation, I'm like: Is this worth like the maybe battle? that might happen, is it really that big of a deal? right? And if it is, then you start to move forward. If not, you know, go ahead. Next thing I always like to do is I don't make decisions, and I hope you don't either when it comes to courageous conversations, without talking to the other person, right? I don't ever make a big rash decision, any kind of whatever. I don't have a courageous conversation. Uh, Well, first of all, I'll go into the conversation with the intention of it not being a courageous conversation. Do you feel me on that? Like I want to go into the conversation where I have like a soft opening line where I'm just Jesse Lee, just chatting, just, hey, how's it been going? How you doing? What's going on? You know, whatever. Almost like a a well-crafted opening statement, right? Because you don't want any of these conversations to be viewed as a threat. You want it to be an open conversation. So something like, Um, you know, like Melissa and I have had plenty of these conversations together where she'll send me a message or she'll say, Hey, like, can we jump on the phone? I just want to chat really fast about something that's bothering me. It doesn't, that doesn't make me feel threatened. Right. It makes me go, Oh, all right. I might've done something. Oh, a second. Absolutely. (laughs) Let's get on the phone. Let's figure this out. But I don't feel threatened. And on that same note, while I'm thinking about it, I think what most of you do is you jump so far into the future of how you think the person's going to react. That it stops you from having the conversation. And so before I continue in this training. I just want to tell you. It's like never as bad as you think it is. How many of you can agree with this? Never like your mind jumps so far into the future. Like, Oh my God. I just use Melissa. So I'll use her again. Oh my God. Melissa's going to quit the team. She's so pissed off at me. She's going to send bags of dog poop to my house. She's going to, she's going to like, I don't even know. She's going to smell anthrax. I don't know. She's going to cough and mail COVID. Like I'm telling you, she's going to try to kill me. Like, I, I mean, you're, but I mean, that's dramatic obviously, but that's what our minds do. Right? Like how many of you can agree with that? You go so far, like something happened the other day that the shepherds actually did. And I just kept saying, just call them, just call them, just call them. Oh, they're talking over me. They're not even listening. And I'm talking about them. I can hear her loud voice, but like, I'm like, just pick up the phone. Oh no, no, no. She's so mad. She's going to yell at us. She's going to blah, blah, blah. I'm like, really? Is she? And the funny thing is that as soon as they were done the conversation, she's like, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, hmm, how about that? Yeah, wasn't that bad. How about that? Right? But I know it's not just them. It's just this is kind of on the top of my mind. But how many of you have been in that conversation? Like, or not that conversation, but a conversation just like that. So don't jump so far where, yeah, like, she's literally feeling physically ill. Anyone been there? I'm nauseous. Oh, my God, I'm going to barf. Oh, my God, I'm so sick. Oh, my God, I'm running a fever all of a sudden. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then you spend six hours, oh, my God, instead of, like, picking up a phone and explaining a scenario, right? So, like I was saying, though, when 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 you are going to have one of those conversations, make sure that you are involving them don't make it something where you are almost talking over them make sure it's something where you have empathy in any kind of situation right I like to get courageous conversations always on the telephone as an FYI it's not something that happens through text message ever because you cannot hear you cannot feel uh the 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 person's side and they can't feel your heart either so in general I would always start something like like if I'm having a courageous conversation from the beginning hey like I want to move forward from this that's almost always part of my opening line. Like, just so you know, I'm not pissed. I'm not whatever. I just need to hear your side of the story because I would like to move forward from whatever this is right now. Right? That's, like, the first thing. Okay? Then can you, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you my side of what I'm seeing, like, my perspective. Uh, and I totally understand you have a different perspective, and I do want to hear that. Do you already feel how much better this feels than these crazy conversations that are happening in your head right now that you know you need to have? Okay? Like, I would love to hear your side of the story um, as well. And then the purpose of this conversation, my outcome, is I want to be able to move forward, like I said. But I think we need to clear the energy. I think we need to clear that, clear the air a little bit. I think we need to just kind of get it out there because this feels kind of ugh right now. Right? And if you go into it with kind of like that opening, as long as they're willing to have that conversation, like as long as they're willing to have that part of the conversation, it tends to flow really easily. Some people are just buttholes, and they won't even, they won't even entertain that. No, I don't. No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. Okay, that's fine. But as long as you go into it saying, like, here's what my outcome is. Here, I want to hear your side of the story. Here's my perspective. Let's find a middle ground. I think you as a leader um, are in a position then where you can be fair, right? Because that way you can actually find the truth. Because the truth is always somewhere between their side of the story, your side of the story, somewhere there in the middle, right? And so when you hear the other person's perspective, you get to see a bigger picture of the story, And this isn't anything though, like this is, I keep talking about this and, um, you know, I keep mentioning like civil rights and all these things. I'm like, the reason people are racist or people are homophobic or whatever is literally because they won't hear other people's side of the story. Like they're so stuck in their own perspective. They literally won't open their ear holes to what anybody else is saying. It's the same thing when you're dealing with courageous conversations, just listen, just listen and not to respond, but to be like, Oh, I never thought about it from that perspective. Right. There was a conversation I had with Christina the other day and, um, it was awesome. Like it was such a good conversation. She didn't come at me. She said, Hey, like I need to clear the energy around something I feel. And, uh, can I just tell you really fast what, what happened from my side? I just want to move forward from it. And I went, yeah, for sure. What's up? She sent it to me and wasn't ready to attack me. And I just like, I wasn't ready to attack her and she sent me whatever. And I'm like giggling as she's saying all this stuff to me. and, And I'm like, um, yeah, hold on a second. I I'm positive that wasn't me. <laughs> I screenshot the other side of the conversation. I sent it to her and she's like, I knew it. I knew it. That girl's an a-hole. I'm, I deleted her anyway. Bye, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I would never do that to you. And she's like, yeah, I had a feeling. I just wanted to make sure we cleared like just the energy and the air around it and everything and made sure, you know, you and I are on the same page. I'm like, yep. But she didn't message me like to come at me like, oh, my God, Jesse Lee. She was like, "Uh, hey, like I feel kind of yucky right now. Can you uh, have a conversation with me really quickly? And I'm like, anytime. Yep, pick up the phone. Anytime. Right? And when you go into it like that where I didn't have any kind of weird anxiety, I didn't have any like bodily uh, reaction to, oh, God, Christina needs to talk to me. Uh, I was just like, yeah. Okay, whatever. What you need, sister. Then we can move forward. And in general, I think that if you respond in the way that as an example, I just told you I responded to Christina, then people, because I know some of you are obviously different lines of one genealogy, people in general know that they can talk to you, right? I know sometimes people think, oh gosh, it's Jessie Lee. Like I kind of fear her. She's whatever. Hopefully nobody on this Zoom still. But it's like, once you've had one of those conversations with me, you know exactly how I respond you just do. I don't bully you. I don't shove you in a corner. I don't make you feel this small. I always am like, yeah, yeah, tell me your side for sure. Let's talk it out. And then that person is more likely to come to you over and over and over and over again to solve issues instead of allow issues to brew. And again, this can start at a very small level. Like when the issue is like the little baby, like if in the situation that just happened with Christina, if she didn't come to me, with it, which it wasn't even an issue. Like it was literally solved in, I don't know, what, three and a half seconds? (laughs) Like it was non-issue. But let's say that she didn't come to me with that because she thought, oh gosh, it's Jessie Lee. She's going to attack me. She's going to snap. She's going to say something really aggressive. She's going to send some mean whatever. She's going to yell at me on the phone, whatever. She maybe wouldn't have come to me with it. And then maybe it would have turned into something else where then it's like, another small issue that wasn't even a real issue again and then another and then another and then another and next thing you know she and I don't even know it but she's got 45 different issues in her head about me that I this is fake by the way this is not a real situation right 45 issues in her head about me that I don't even know that she has which doesn't allow me to lead either and then it causes drama so that's why it's so important to have these kinds of conversations because it allows you to move forward in your leadership and it allows your team to know that they can speak to you and that you're not going to go down some crazy, aggressive rabbit hole with them. Okay. So moving the conversation forward is the next thing that's really important. Okay. So when you're listening, coming to a solution, right? And sometimes you are going to get yelled at. I'm just going to warn you right some of you are gonna like it's gonna kinda- it's going to happen. There's going to be some crazy person who goes off on some crazy tangent and starts yelling at you and starts saying mean things about you behind your back and starts trying to like stage a coup against Annalie. Can you imagine? <laughs> Someone's going to, I'm just warning you. Okay. Someone's going to talk about how evil Brooke Porch is like, it's coming. Okay. Oh, I like that face Alicia made. She's like, what? Um, oh, it already happened. Wow. We've already got an Annalie coup. I don't want to join that coup. But anyway, like <laughs> they happen. They're coming for you which is crazy so but i will tell you i always i always like to say things like okay luna how are we going to move forward from this even if there's no no resolution okay so how are we going to move forward from this right what is what is our plan here we're clearly not on the same page but i would love to at least move forward from this in some kind of uh some kind of way where we can both both at least like move forward and operate our businesses. Right. Luna says with crystals and meditation. <laughs> I'll, I'll remember that for our, for our first and last fight that will never happen. Okay. <laughs> uh, hmm, I love it. Okay. So, but make sure that um, you, you kind of go through that and you have a core to your conversation and not dwell on the two different viewpoints and not bring up things over and over and over again in the conversation right try to get to that resolution as quickly as possible and you're going to be able to do that uh by listening well and i know it's easier to think about responding right i understand that it's easier sometimes to think about what your response is going to be when somebody's talking i would encourage you would deeply encourage you to listen to listen to listen to listen without the intent to respond but for the intent to understand right uh and so that's probably the most important part of a difficult conversation listening well um asking open-ended questions right and really paying attention to what they're saying not reading into their words necessarily uh trying to avoid misinterpretation trying to avoid misunderstanding listen with like all your senses so if you can get it on a zoom or if you can do it in person that's way better don't have conversations like this in text start the conversation in text like hey i need to have a quick conversation with you can i give you a phone call Hey, I'm calling you. Um, can you please pick up the phone? Okay, can we pick up the phone, please, so I can have a conversation with you? Like, I want to I hear your voice. I think you should hear my voice. This is a conversation for two adults, right? Um, but I want you to be able to listen deeply and be able to give full attention to the person. Um, because a lot of the times, it reminds me almost of keyboard warriors, you know? Like, when you're dealing with um, maybe some crazy situations in your team, they are speaking to you. A little bit differently through text, wouldn't you agree? Sometimes, (laughs) than if they were on the phone with you, or a Zoom with you, or in person with you. People can be very Mrs. Tough Guy, or Girl, or Man, or whatever through a text message. Getting people on the phone can change a lot. Getting people on a Zoom can change a lot. Getting people in person can change a lot. It's interesting how much it softens the edges when there is some kind of actual emoting going on, okay? Now, acknowledge what you hear does not mean you have to agree with it, okay? Make your decisions when you're deciding what your situation, what your reaction is going to be. Make your decision based off of facts, based off of knowledge, based off of experience, even when it's an emotionally charged conversation, be adult enough, be a good enough leader, strong enough leader to go, hold on a second. Is this me emotionally responding? Just ask yourself. And if you need to take a minute to breathe, to walk, to meditate, to do yoga, to whatever, it's okay to say, I am going to come back to this conversation when I am not as emotional because right now I am feeling really emotional. That's okay. Okay. It's okay to be a human leader. Quite frankly, it's probably better to be a human leader. But don't just rely on your emotions. Make sure those decisions, like I said, are based on facts, knowledge, and experience. Um, and when you go into these conversations, by the way, it's one of those things where I, I highly suggest having at least bullet points to keep you on track. Especially if you think you might be dealing with somebody who's like ho- highly volatile. Or if you feel like you're dealing with somebody who's highly emotional. Or if you feel like you're dealing with somebody who's super just charged and angry. Right? Or maybe somebody who's just not emotionally stable or mentally stable or whatever it would be. Like people who spin the conversations. I don't know what that's called. But you know what I mean? Like I don't know what the mental thing is that people do when they spin every conversation. And it it all of a sudden always redirects right back to you. What is that? I don't know what that is. But you know what I'm talking about. Right? The people who do that. If you have this well, this is blank notes. But if you have notes, you can say, hold on a second. No, 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 no. Like, that's not what I'm trying to say. What I was trying to say is the time that you blah, 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 blah in the group chat. That example, this example right here where you said, la la la, That's just not, that. that's actually not appropriate. Right? I'm not talking about anything else. I'm talking about this. Just this. Right? So you can bring your points back to the conversation and not get emotional. Because otherwise, you're going to go, I was... I was trying, that, like, you know what I mean? That's when it starts to be like, you're not hearing me. I'm telling you about when blah, blah, blah. Oh, Bob says it's called a manipulator. He's listening. Hey, Bob. We love it. Okay. In these conversations, conviction and clarity. Okay. Conviction and clarity. I want you to make sure that you are elaborating on your responsibilities as the leader. Okay. Write these things down. I know you're taking notes, but this is so important. You need to know in your mind before you go into these conversations how it can potentially affect your business. Can somebody in this house get me water, please, by the way? I am like dying in here. It is really hot. I'm like stuffed in this little office. Thank you. Okay, so know the following, right? Know if you continue allowing this to happen, how is it going to affect the entire organization? Have an awareness around that, right? If you allow somebody to keep running your group chat and bullying your team, how does it affect the entire organization? And can you effectively communicate to these people? Thank you. (sighs) Hey, baby. Okay. The second thing I want you to know is the traits that you value. Right. So you can say, hey, just when, when you do things like that, it's just not culturally aligned with the way we run our team. Let me give you examples. I can't let you train on Wednesday night training because blah, 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 whatever it is. Right. I mean, I'm just making up I'm making up fake scenarios right now, but obviously. And then you can say things like because the traits that we value on our team are values of this, 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 this. The culture of the team is this, 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 this. When you have been doing things like this in the past, and I know you're not going to do this moving forward, I hope, but when you did this, 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 that's just not aligned with how we do this, 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 this. But knowing, knowing and understanding the traits that not only you perceive as the issue, but then the traits that you value as the leader of your organization is super strong because then you can talk about what you expect from the other person right? Like the resolution. This is what I expect. I expect that if you're going to be going to have access to 750 people on a Wednesday night that you do this. If I'm going to, I have an expectation. If you're going to be recording a video for 3000 tickets sold for empire U that uh, yes, uh, y- yes, you do have to like me <laughs> like I'm kidding, right, but like yes, you do have to be friendly with the leaders of the empire, yes, you do have to sign and non compete yes, you do have to be uh somebody who shows up to team trainings, yes, you do have to be somebody who is culturally aligned with the empire. Like you just have to be right. Uh, (laughs) Sydney, Like these kinds of things, you just have to be honest with it. And if you at least set those expectations, then that is so important for that courageous conversation. And you might have to say words that are unintentionally, because I I don't think any of you are going to take like daggers and stabs at people, but you might have to say words that can hurt your team member, right? Just like, like not like attack them, but like, (sighs) ah, Like a little, ooh, doesn't feel good because courageous conversations don't always feel good, but they have to happen, right? Because if you do that, make sure you follow that with a solution. That's something I've always loved about Prove It is that if you're going to come to me with a issue, you better come with a solution, right? So when you're going to tell somebody, hey, you know what? It's not okay when you go behind my back as the pro champ rank seven and I'm leading these team Zooms and then I find out that, uh, you're in a bunch of private chats texting about how, well, she doesn't even do this and he doesn't blah, blah, blah. And da da da. That's not okay. And so that's going to have to stop. If I ever, if you ever expect to be on, uh, on another team training ever, that's just how it's going to be right. Like come with a solution or, Hey, if you have an issue with how many ketones I drink in a day, <laughs> making something up, <laughs> right. Then I need you to come to me. I need you to have a conversation with me. It's not, appropriate to, it's not appropriate to have it with other people, right? And solution, solution, solution. And then most important in these kinds of conversations, I think, is solve them collaboratively, okay? If both of you are focused on problem solving and you talk about the present situation and you talk about the future and you refrain from talking about the past at this stage of the game, you can start to brainstorm together, you can ask, what's a solution for you? Because I'm thinking a solution might be this, but I would love to know what a solution is for you. Then you can discuss even further if there's, if there's any other issues that are underlying for them. You can present the solutions. You can ask, how's that solution feel to you? How does that sound to you? Remembering that you're the leader of the situation. Remembering that, okay? Because all of these things, my God, are so important. That brainstorming session together, it's just discussion, it's usually much calmer now. It's no judgment. It's just let's generate some ideas together. Let's brainstorm. Let's take a step back and discuss some ideas that might, might be working for all of us. Right? But I got to tell you, some of you just need to be more direct. Okay? You do. Wouldn't you agree? Like some of you have somebody in your team right now that you're just not being direct with. And you probably should. Right. Those are the situations where it really does become that baby dragon, big dragon situation. Okay, if you are direct and but not overly negative, if you get to that point quickly and you choose your words wisely, I will tell you, you will get a lot further in this. It's when you let things get boiled over and super emotional that these tend to turn into issues. Um, another quick tip, be super specific. So have those notes, be precise, be honest, explain to them why you're calling them. Right. Um, you know, if they send you a text back or something like that, <laughs> oh, Melissa. um, if, if they send you a text back, that's like, what do you need to talk about? You can just say, Hey, just, uh, we just have a quick issue. Just need to jump on the phone with you really fast. Right. You jump on the phone with you really fast. It's about, um, give me something. I don't know. It's about, uh, it's about group chats right? It's about ketones. Okay. Yeah. Discuss it very clearly. Point out really what happened. Don't elaborate. Okay. Just, this is what's going on. Very specific, very specific, very specific. And if you have examples, screenshots, conversations, documentation, whatever, all that stuff is super important. Okay. Right. And if you're, and honestly, if you are, uh, If you are having a conversation like this, just make sure you you remain humble, right? And understand that they're embarrassed just as much as you're uncomfortable having the situation. Okay. Uh, I would say, and this is probably something a lot of you do, and you've probably done it for so long that that's why you haven't had the conversation yet. I like to rehearse things in my mind a little bit. Anyone else? I like to rehearse it. Like think about how the conversation might go, see things from different angles, but make sure you still act on it right uh i think that if you do that then you won't really like stutter over your words okay but if you anticipate how the team member might react you can probably have some formulated responses ready to go based off of what you think he or she might say right um and then i already mentioned the notes but maybe even an outline for those of you who are way more organized than i am right maybe actually planning it out sketching if they say this like i don't know what is that like not a venn diagram but one of these little things like one of those little flow charts (laughs) make a flow chart okay and then, like I said, solutions, solutions, solutions with emotions being managed, I would say be confident in your conversation, be sincere in your conversation. I know you're not trying to hurt people, be courteous in your conversation. Okay. And not overly emotional. And quite frankly, please, please, please be empathetic. Okay. I think sometimes people are like, Oh, be, be super stoic. Don't. Don't uh, show emotion. Don't whatever. And I've just got to tell you, I just don't think that's how we operate anyway. But certainly not how I think any of us, if we're genuinely caring about the person, should have a conversation. Nobody's perfect. I've got weaknesses. I've got problems. I've got all kinds of stuff just like all of us do. And I think sometimes when we have that empathy towards, hey, like, I don't want to attack you. I just want to, I'm seeking to understand. I think that you can go a lot further in, in all of those conversations. And the interesting thing is that people sometimes come around. You know, you might have to have a very courageous conversation where you put your foot down. Um, In Italy, I had, this conversation has not come, well, has kind of started to come full circle already. Uh, But I sent a text message to the person and I said, I actually, I actually cursed at him. I said, you are so effing disrespectful of my time. (laughs) He was not getting the point. Uh, And I was, uh, and I said, I am not coming down to do something he had asked me to do. And, um, and he was like a little pissed. For like two weeks. Like a little pissed off. And then I sent a message to him again. And I said, just so you know, the conversations we've had about these issues that are going on right now. It was not said out of aggression in any way. And I still love you. I still have a lot of love for you. It's like, but you need to learn. I need you to learn how to communicate. And I need you to learn how to respect the schedule. And I need you to not want a training when 80% of a room of 80 people is drunk. Okay. Okay. Right? And then he said he did send a message back and he said, um, he's like, I I don't I don't mean to disrespect you, I'm sorry. And then he did send a message a couple weeks after that, even and he said, Um, just so you know, I don't think one bad situation has to ruin all the good things that have happened. So um eventually, but not yet, I would like to move forward. So like it will come full circle when you when you hold your ground, which I know a lot of you maybe are like, oh god, if I hold my ground, what's gonna happen? Um and then the other situation there's somebody who drove me absolutely batty for the last 18 months. Like crazy. Like I just want to like oh my god, right? But I've remained respectful. I but I've set the boundaries around whatever. And last month, you know, oh my gosh, please fix this. You've been the most incredible leader. You talked to the whole team. I wouldn't have this team if it weren't for you. Um you deserve the level up bonus. Oh my gosh, can we please fix all these mistakes that I made and I was like I almost can't believe This conversation is even happening. And that's the cool thing is that when you have those conversations that are kind, they're not screaming, they're not emotionally charged, they're just respectful, and you set the standard as yourself as a leader, it allows other people to respect you, even if they don't like you. And that is really what leadership is, right? You don't have to like me. We don't have to be best friends, but there should be a level of business respect at all times, right? And so if you set that now, as your team starts to expand and grow, it allows you to step more into that leadership power that all of you have. And it also ironically, or maybe not even ironically, I guess it just makes sense. It makes your entire team respect you more as well.